We are back for another episode of the Apple Circle podcast. It has been a jam-packed couple of weeks. Matt, we've been sort of all over the place, I feel like, lately. I know that we've been publishing episodes, but I feel like we've been ping-ponging back and forth between Apple Watch and AirPods and iPhone (laughs) and so much to cover. So we are going to try something a little bit different with the podcast, which really shouldn't make a difference for those of you listening uh, to the podcast through your podcast app of choice, but we will be switching up the way we do videos on YouTube. So Matt, how is the podcast channel going to change? So basically we want to dive deeper into certain topics because what we've kind of been doing is like, hey, what's the news for the week? Let's talk about it for an hour. And you know, it works, but we want to try diving deeper into one, two, three topics a week in shorter chunks. So these are much more dedicated, I guess you'd say episodes inside of one episode. So you guys that are listening through audio on your favorite podcast player, you're still gonna get the full episode like what you may be listening to now. But if you're going over to the YouTube side, uh, we're gonna just chunk it up into episodes. Uh, we've been doing clips, so it's gonna be very much that, but they're gonna be more, um, I guess, What's the word? I've said dedicated like three times, but they're going to be like dedicated episodes. Uh, and bite-sized. we're going to give, yeah, I guess bite size, um, but more more like a full video rather than just a clip of a, a longer podcast. So, I mean, really, it's not that different. We're just going to probably shorten the full length of the episodes, but we're just trying it out. We want to switch things up a little. The reason for this is because we did that with the release of this these latest products and it really worked. We got a lot of traction. So, you know, we're going to try it out. If this is something that works, we're, we're going to keep doing it. If it doesn't and you guys don't like it, please, we have that uh, phone number 9493 Five four three five zero eight. Did I do that from memory correctly? Yes, you Damn. got it. You got it. Finally, it's been like two, three years, and I finally got it. Uh, but you can text us, you can message us there. Let us know if you like this format, if you don't like this format, and your feedback will be greatly appreciated. But we're gonna try it out for a few weeks, see how it goes. Um, but yeah, did I explain that correctly? You did, Matt. You did. And I think our first topic we'll get into right now is gonna be about a couple of Apple products, the Apple Watch Ultra and maybe the iPhone Ultra. So we had talked before about Apple expanding the Ultra name from the watch to other Apple products. And we both have had the Apple Watch Ultra for almost a week now. We can give our thoughts on that. Um, But at first, everyone mocked the idea that they thought it was crazy, that, oh, Apple's going to do an Ultra iPhone. That's ridiculous. Everyone thought it was ha-ha funny. Until now, the rumor suggests that... uh, Actually, it looks like that is going to be the case. We now have new rumors that there is going to be an iPhone 15 Ultra with a couple of exclusive features. And they give you some real big, um, what should I say? Well, I guess they are big rumors. What we sort of know right now, sort of the big uh, story of this, is that it seems like Apple's going to rename the Pro Max. That because of the success of the Pro Max in previous years, and especially this year, it seems to see, I think I saw a stat today that 60% of, I don't know if it was all iPhone 14 sold, or at least between the Pro models, I think the split was 60-40 Pro Max, that there is such a love for that larger size, Apple's going to rename the Pro Max the iPhone 15 Ultra, and give a couple of exclusive features just to that phone. Before I tell you what those features are, Matt, how are you feeling about the name changing? Do you think that... Uh, the Ultra name is appropriate for the iPhone, and will that continue on to other Apple products in the Apple ecosystem family? I I, I think it makes a lot of sense because 
I mean, you can kind of see Apple did this with the Pro name back in the day. They had the the iPad Pro, MacBook Pro, obviously, and that kind of made its way throughout every product line that Apple makes. And it seems like they're kind of doing that with the Ultra name. And I guess for me, the real question is, what does that actually mean? Because right now, the 14 Pro and the 14 Pro Max are the same phone besides battery and screen size. So if they're going to go for this Ultra name, I mean, we'll talk about what, what we're expecting for that. But for me, if they're going to do that, that really means that they got to add new features to it, just like what they did with the Apple Watch Ultra. So what are we expecting from this quote-unquote ultra iPhone, if anything. Like, do we know? We could speculate, obviously, but what I, are the rumors? We've got a couple of ideas, and the ideas sort of make sense, or they sort of line up to what you'd expect and what we've seen from the Apple Watch Ultra. So the big story with the Apple Watch Ultra, besides it being rugged, is it's got a bigger battery, it's got a bigger display, it's got a brighter display, and it's really the um, the halo of the category. And that's what's expected on the iPhone 15 Ultra. Apple's sort of cheating a little bit because the Pro Max already had the largest screen, so you can just check that box. It yeah. will have the Ultra, will have the biggest screen. Uh, a bigger battery, Apple can also sort of get away with that as well because it's going to have um, the most space for a bigger battery. Now, I should say the 14 Plus, well, actually, no, that has a better, the best battery life. I think the biggest battery is still in the 14 Pro uh, Max, so that I would make... I think the Plus has a bigger check. battery. I think the Plus has a bigger battery, but they're very similar either way. They could bump it up a little just to make the Max or the, the new Ultra. They can make it better. Exactly. So you're talking a bigger screen, you're talking better battery life, a nice bright screen, and also some exclusive features. So here's what we've heard so far. An iPhone 15 Ultra would have be maybe the only phone with USB-C. That is a possibility that if you want that USB-C port really badly, you'd have to go with the Ultra. We heard a rumor this week that Apple could put two selfie cameras on the Ultra. Mm-hmm. We're not exactly sure why or what that would do, but if you want the most cameras, you would obviously have to go Ultra. And then something we have seen Apple do on their bigger phones is give those phones exclusive camera features. In the olden days, I want to say olden days, a couple of years ago, the Plus <laughs> phones, those had the second camera. So if you wanted two cameras, you have to go uh, with the larger phone. And then back with the 12, um, they had the larger sensor 11. reserved just for the 12 Pro Max. I don't, was oh, it yeah. 11 Pro Max? No, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was, yes, and then the 13, it was the same, and then obviously this year got a little different. So I could not only expect to see a larger sensor, but I think the big thing, if we're talking camera, the Ultra might be the only phone with the periscope optical zoom. The rumor right. right now is 10x optical zoom on the iPhone 15 Ultra. So putting those all together, bigger screen, bigger battery, USB-C, upgraded selfie camera experience, and then an optical zoom. Those are five things right there that would just be on the iPhone 15 Ultra. Matt, is that enough? Uh, For me, yes, because the camera, Periscope camera, which was rumored early on to be in the iPhone 14, obviously that didn't happen, but that was a rumor and I would be totally down for that because I'm wanting better zoom with higher quality. So I'm down for that. Uh, The front facing camera, I guess let's talk about it real quick. What would those two cameras be for? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know. I guess I, I, the rumor came out and all I've seen is Apple could do this. We don't know why. So I don't yeah. know what those two like cameras I get The only thing I would think that would be useful for me that I would actually like to have is if they did like an ultra wide selfie cam. Because 
my arms are too short to be able to hold the phone out and get like a decent selfie. So I never take selfie photos. Half of the time I actually use the ultra wide camera on the back and hold it backwards and take it um, just because I want it wider. Uh, so maybe they would do that, but that's kind of a weird reason to do two cameras. I have also heard maybe some something to the effect of like AR integration, but that's stupid. Um, plus it has the, the what's it called? The... Uh, true depth camera system already. So you don't need two cameras to do the depth sensing. It already has sensors there for that. So that doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess another thing could, that could be is that maybe there is two camera sensors there, but they are not actually camera sensors. Like one of them is a regular selfie camera. The other one is a camera technically, but that's not what it's actually for. Maybe. I don't know what it would be for instead, but I don't know. That's the only thing I could think. Um, but I'm trying to think of other things. You know, interestingly, if we go back to, I guess, 2021, right after the iPhone 13 was released, we got rumors from John Prosser about this rumored iPhone 14, which obviously never came to be, and that was quickly squashed. But the more you look at that phone, it seems like that may very well be what the Ultra is. And mm. there was also other rumors of a possible titanium band on the outside, which if you look at the Apple Watch Ultra, that is made out of titanium. And it would be lightweight and really rugged that they could put onto the iPhone, give it more strength and make it lighter, especially if this is a big phone. Um I think this makes sense. A lot of the pieces are kind of falling together. This this would also be a new design, theoretically, because this would be three years of the same design. So they introduce it with something new. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I would really like in this. But I, I think those features are actually quite a bit. I do think if if this is real, it will come with titanium. I think that's if it's going to be called Ultra, it's going to come with titanium. Uh, and I do think the screen is going to be great and the battery life is going to be big and they will have a different camera in some way, shape or form compared to the regular pro. Um, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. What do you think? Do you think this makes sense? I think so. We have Mark Gurman who just in his weekly, um, Sunday newsletter said that the iPhone 15, at least some models should get a refresh design. So make of that what you will. And also, you know, to John Prosser's credit, he did say that it was probably, it seems like some of his leaks are maybe a year early. And if you go back and look at what he showed off for the Series 7, is very reminiscent in a lot of ways to what we got with the Apple Watch Ultra. Maybe that was the state of the Ultra back in, you know, the yeah. fall of 2021. So if we're working with that timetable, I could totally see a sense where that design is for the iPhone 15. I don't know if Apple would go as far as to give an exclusive um, design just to the Ultra, but I could definitely see where the Pros have that new design, and then the regular 15s have maybe a, a scaled-back version or a regular design. They get the dynamic um, island or something to change it up. That definitely, that was another thing that should be the case. We had heard that Apple was going to do the double hole punch on all phones this year in 2020, well, I guess next year in 2023, and now since that rumor has come out, we know that Apple is using the dynamic island with those double hole punches, so... So I'm assuming that in 2023, all phones will get the Dynamic Island, which if you look at the way Apple's marketing the Dynamic Island, it's like they never embrace the notch, but man, they are embracing this yeah. like crazy. <laughs> I definitely see a world where next year all the phones have it and it's going to make a lot of people want to upgrade, even if they don't have the pros, because I feel like, you know, there's a whole other rabbit hole to go down of people who are so unimpressed with the 14, they just don't care or they're so unimpressed, they're going to pay the money to upgrade to the 14 Pro because at least that phone looks different and works different. And I think that that's going to be a big thing next year for the entire iPhone 15 line. You don't have to spend $1,000 to get a phone that looks and works differently. 
Yeah, no, I think that that makes a lot of sense and it really will differentiate the line. I think right now they're in a good place. I mean, we'll have to see how the plus does the 14 plus because that is a new phone this year. But uh, I think it it does make sense. You get the small and big regular, you get the small and big uh, pro. But if they really want to push the limits of what an iPhone can do and I would assume, actually, I don't know. I'm trying to think of this on the spot. I was going to say it'd probably come with a very premium price tag, but eh, I don't know. Maybe it won't. Maybe it's like $50 more, $100 more because the Apple Watch Ultra stayed basically the same price as the Edition watch or the stainless steel watch. So I, mean, I guess it's not it's not an automatic uh, assumption that this is going to be a more expensive phone, but um, I, I think it makes sense and there's a lot that they could do with it. I guess this is a little bit of a segue, but kind of relating to it more so conceptually thinking towards this iPhone Ultra and bringing it back to the Apple Watch Ultra. Do you think the ultrafication of the Apple Watch has paid off in your use case and that enough where you want them to do it with other products like the iPhone? I I really like the Apple Watch Ultra. Um, there's something about it being to me a more refined experience that it makes sense. I think we are getting into a little bit of a weird place with the naming nomenclature that we've got <laughs> pro and we've yeah. got ultra and we got max. I don't know how they're going to separate that, but I do think ultra makes sense if that's the name you give to the biggest of the category. So you have the Apple watch ultra, which is the biggest screen Apple watch. You have the iPhone ultra, which is the pro max. You have an iPad ultra, which we did hear that Apple is working on a 14 inch iPad. Maybe that is an iPad Ultra, or maybe they just rebrand the 12.9-inch version to the Ultra and give it some exclusive features. It seems like Ultra just means larger screen with some extra pro features, and if that's the case, I'm good with that. I think that totally makes sense and would be uh, sort of a nice way to get some extra features and really a way for Apple to move some people up because if they're already going to be spending you know $1,000, then get a couple hundred dollars more from them and get some more um, features and uh, specs crammed into an Ultra product does make sense. So I think there's a world that we could see an iPad Ultra, a MacBook Pro Ultra, maybe we see a Studio Display Ultra, which is like a new name for the Pro Display XDR. I mean, there's definitely a couple of different ways Apple could take this, um, but it all started from the Apple Watch this year, and I think that uh, yeah. the weight certainly paid off. Yeah, I think that makes complete sense, and I'm, I'm totally on board with that. Now we're going to move on to the next topic, which is AirPods Pro 2. AirPods Pro 2, they are here, and we both have them. We're loving them. But the question I think for both of us is, are they worth it compared to the older AirPods Pro or even the AirPods 3 or any other AirPods? Not because of what they offer necessarily, but because of whether or not that upgrade is worth it year over year. I guess it's been three years now, right? So whether or not it offers enough in terms of features to make it upgrade worthy I think we are both in the consensus to say yes, but I'll let you start because you're much more of a AirPods Pro fan than I am. Not to say I'm not, but you are gung-ho. You'd buy them again tomorrow if you lost them, right? I'm obsessed. I'm addicted to AirPods. I'm going to say take this bold stance. Do you need them? No. If you've got a good pair of AirPods, even if you have AirPods Pro that you bought somewhat recently, you're good. If you've got AirPods 3, you're good. If you've got AirPods that work, you're good. But there are a couple of asterisks of some buts in there that you should know about and some unlesses that might change that narrative. Um, the big one I see for a lot of people is those who bought AirPods Pro in the very beginning. That was October of 2019, which seems like it was five decades ago. In that case, your battery life is definitely not what it used to be. There's a lot of connection issues. Things are flaky. 
it definitely would make sense to upgrade. Also, there's I feel like there's like a general like lifespan of these. Like they are good, and you know you can use them for a while, but after three years, usually they don't sound as good. Like I said, they were flaky. The battery life might not be good. You might be looking at an upgrade. Also, if you're someone who really values active noise cancellation, we can get into that. I think there is a case to be made that this is worth it. Um, there's some other little niceties. And then if you're looking to buy AirPods for the very first time, maybe you're looking to jump into the space and you're considering all your options, I definitely think that AirPods Pro is one of the best, if not the best ways to go because you do get a whole lot of value for your $250. So before I go into my thoughts, Matt, you've had them since launch day as well. Um, you got your new pair of AirPods Pro. I want to say AirPods Pro 2, but it's just AirPods Pro. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts about a weekend? You like them? You're going to return them? Oh, no, I'm, I'm keeping them for sure. For me, it's because I, I've talked about this before, but I I left my old original AirPods Pro in a hotel and I never got them back. So I've been using the AirPods 3, which are great. Um, the sound quality on those is excellent. and uh, But I was missing the smart features like the transparency mode and the noise cancellation. So I was missing those. Now that this is out, I definitely bought them and I'm loving them. It's everything I was hoping they would be. Um, and the sound quality is better. The transparency mode is great. It's probably my favorite feature of all of them. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but yeah, I'm all in. And I completely agree with your uh, kind of assessment here. Do you need them? No, but if you're in the market for new AirPods, I think if you can afford the price, obviously, that's always a caveat with all of these products. If you can afford it, I think this is the one to get over any of the other ones if you're in the market for a new pair of wireless earbuds. Um, I guess let's go back to those features. Which one is your favorite? Because they've kind of touched every single aspect, the sound, the smart features. Which one is your favorite that you've noticed in day-to-day -day use? Biggest one for me is the improved active noise cancellation. I wouldn't call it two times better, but I can tell you that while I'm, my big thing is either it's like walking outside, like I'll go for a walk and I've got like cars passing me with traffic or I'm in the gym in the morning where there's people around me and there's music blasting from those stupid speakers that always blast music <laughs> at every gym in the world. Um, the older AirPods Pro were good, but these newer generations, it's so much better. I can definitely tell, I wanna say it's like a 1.5X better. I can hear my content more clearly, it sounds better, and then active noise cancellation does a really good job of drowning out that background noise. Uh, so for me, that's been my favorite feature. And of course, all the other stuff, the uh, improved audio quality, the little sounds, stuff like that. But for me, ANC is king, and that's really what I think separates AirPods Pro from AirPods 3 or even older generations. Uh, this one is just really, really good. So that's my favorite. What about you, Matt? Yeah, no, I, I agree. The The noise cancellation is definitely improved. I think, who was it? I think it was Marquez. He said that it was like on par with AirPods Max. Eh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, I put them side by side. They do not sound quite that good. But what I would love to do is test these on like an airplane. I haven't been able to fly yet, but that's kind of where you'll notice the biggest difference. The closest thing that I've had is with vacuuming, which is also a very um, loud kind of solid noise that ANC is really good at blocking out. And it sounds great. I agree. Uh, for me, though, what's more impressive is the transparency mode because I that's something I'm always in. I'm never really in active noise cancellation just because, you know, I'm in my house. I don't need 
I don't know. I don't like, what am I trying to block out? It's pretty quiet in here. I work from home and no one else is here. So it's, I'm not really blocking out any noise, but I like having the transparency mode so I can hear what's going on. Maybe there's a delivery or a package or something I got to go get. Uh, but with the active noise cancellation in the transparency mode, I guess that's not what it's called. What, what do they call it? Reduce loud sounds or something like that. Basically, if, if you're wearing AirPods Pro in transparency mode and a loud noise happens, it actually turns on active noise cancellation to reduce the volume of that. And it's not something that I think you'll immediately remember is happening until you notice it. So for instance, I was at the car wash um, and you know did everything, I put my headphones in and went to go vacuum and they were in transparency mode, no active noise cancellation or anything. But as soon as I picked up the vacuum and it turned on and I started using it, I realized like, huh, it sounds like the active noise cancellation is on, but I didn't do anything. And it was, and it wasn't to the point of completely drowning out the entire world. I still heard everything. It's just the vacuum was very quiet. And it's a weird thing to explain without experiencing it, but it worked so well that the only reason I noticed it is because I was kind of in the testing phase of these AirPods and it worked exactly like how I would hope to like it just reduce the sound without reducing everything else and not having to go into the active noise cancellation mode. That alone is worth it for me because like I said, I like having that noise cancellation. I just never want to have it on because I don't know. I'm just weird. I don't like it that much. So being able to have it automatically turn on when there is something loud all for it. Um, have you used it? Have you experienced this kind of auto dimming of noise? I haven't. I've been trying to trigger it too. And I was just outside earlier when there was a fire truck going by and I was sort of listening intently to see if it was going to block out the sound, but it didn't. And I don't know if what the threshold is. Like it has to be sort of a constant sound at a certain decibel level. And, you know, fire truck, you know, kind of goes by, then it's over. Um, so I haven't experienced that just yet. Um, but I will say transparency mode has been improved. I've noticed that. Um, like I said, noise cancellation. And for me, that's like one of the nice tricks of AirPods Pro is you've got basically three modes. The off mode, which I never use because that's nothing, and then either ANC or then uh, transparency. And there's something so nice about being able to switch between the two so easily. And, you know, you can listen to the world around you and you can sort of walk and have a conversation. Then if you need to, you know, walk inside and you want to get some work done, you flip on ANC and it's just that easy. Have you used, Matt, the volume control uh, on the stems? Because this is one that I, I like about, keep forgetting yeah. that exists because it's been three years of not having it. Or actually more than that. I mean, since the OG since AirPods the of like, what, yeah. 2016, 2017, whatever Something it is. Right, yeah. So I have to recondition myself to try it. And it's nice, but I haven't I haven't gotten that muscle memory down. Have you been using that to control uh, the volume? I have, I've been trying to force myself to get that muscle memory because I, like you, have forgetting that, that it exists. Um, I love it, I'm glad it's there, and it's not something I use like daily. I still mainly control the volume on my phone. Like when I start playing something, I go on my phone, make sure it's the volume I like, and put it in my pocket or whatever. That's kind of how I, I do it. I never really change the volume while I'm listening, not that often at least. And when it does happen, I would either do it on my watch or on my phone, like just through my pocket. Um, but now having the volume control on the stem is great. I love it. I, it. Again, not something I use every day, but I like that it's there. It is weird to access, kinda. I mean, you get used to yeah. it extremely quickly, but I thought it was just like you could touch anywhere on the AirPod and it just works. No, that's not how it works. The little indent where you would normally tap, it's a fake button basically, but that's 
that's where it is. You have to scroll on that one part. You don't scroll everywhere else. Now it's pretty good about like, as long as you touch it, it kind of figures out that that's what you're trying to do. Um, but basically the, the way to do it is to almost as if you're going to squeeze the button to, to play or pause your audio, but instead of squeezing, you just, uh, move your index finger up and down. It's kind of weird. Um, but I, good enough for me. I was hoping that they would do this at some point, And I just kind of given up hope that this was something they would do because it'd been years at this point, but I like it. And I think it's a better implementation than some of the other earbuds that I've used that have a touch interface. Um, they just don't really feel all that. Uh, what's the word sensitive. It seems like you really have to like get it perfect. These ones are, are pretty good. You just do it. And once you know, that's the movement you have to do it. It works pretty well. Have you been using it? I've been trying to, and like today I was like accidentally like pausing the song because I was hitting it wrong or I was pinching instead of swiping. This is definitely one of those things that you think you want it and it is nice that Apple did it, but I also totally see why they just didn't do this for so long because it is a very awkward maneuver. And I feel like that's what we're sort of seeing in Apple now is Apple is bending to the will of their customers a little bit more even if some of this stuff is a little bit awkward at first. Um, so I think for me, it's like I'd rather have it and it be a little awkward and I just never use it than not having that functionality at all. So that's been nice. I've also really liked the sounds of the case. Um, oh, yeah, another looking. little feature. I, yeah. I have both AirPods Pro cases on my desk, and you can't tell looking at them which one's new, but immediately you can tell from the side, I guess the bottom tube at the side, with that little lanyard attachment, that's one thing that I just haven't used. Um, nah, I haven't nice used it's that there because I, when I was in college, I had um, them on a ring with some other keys and stuff I access all the time, and I had them like in a little case, and then the case was super cheapy, and like the little attachment that attached it to the lanyard broke off. That wouldn't happen <laughs> here because it's actually built into the case, so that's nice. Um, but the sounds, the pairing sounds, for me, I got a little wireless charger right under my monitor stand that I cannot see what the status is, but I can just sort of slide the AirPods on there, then I hear a little ding that you know it's charging, so that's super nice. And then the other day, I, I already misplaced them. I couldn't find them, but I went and find my <laughs> app, played a sound, and it worked. And it's like the little things like that that you don't like it's not enough like one individual thing is not enough to get you to upgrade but maybe all of them together or if you're buying again for the very first time it's all those nice little things built in that make these so so good it's like a little bit of that apple magic that's hard to describe um some very very welcomed additions to the little case yeah totally i it it they have the same sounds as the Apple Watch, which kind of confused me yeah. at first because you put it onto the Apple, the the charger, and it goes cling, and I was like, "Wait, what happened?" Because I wasn't, I totally forgot. Because again, it's been so many years without this feature that I just forgot that's what it was supposed to do, and it confused me for a second. But I really like it. I think it's a smart thing that if you're gonna put the speaker in there for Find My, might as well use it for some other things too. Have you charged it with the Apple Watch charger? I, I still need to try that. Just see. How I haven't. That's a very. It's like it's cool that it does. It, but it's very weird like i don't know i think it's good for why. travel for travel it's good i just for me it's just like i have a little chi wireless charger i throw it on um but before with my older airpods pro i was always plugging them in with lightning because i could never tell if they're wireless charging and there's no worse feeling than going someplace and going to listen to music <laughs> and then they're dead so that's been for me just like a little nice thing that's been so nice and um makes me a very happy airpods pro owner Yeah, loving AirPods all around. So that is the end of this week's episode. Hopefully, if you're listening to this full thing, you didn't really notice anything weird or different. But if you go over to the YouTube channel, you can just watch these little clips. 
And again, all the feedback that you guys have, we'd love to hear it. I'm not going to be able to remember it for a second time for that phone number. Do you have it? <laughs> yeah, 949-354-3508. We're experimenting. We are trying new things to let us know if you like this or not. Or if you, maybe you want a bonus, we should just do maybe a special one-hour unedited uh version of our ramblings for those super fans out there but hopefully this appeases most of you and if you like this new uh, format change let us know as always we appreciate you guys watching and listening we'll see you right back here next week for another special episode of the apple circle podcast